Uh, we're going to read uh, the text. It's in your worship folder, and then I'm going to pray, and then uh, I'll try not to keep you too long. 45, 50 minute. No, okay. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right, let's read. Matthew chapter 1, 18 through 25 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Almighty God, we ask that you would show us uh, something new this evening. Many of us have heard this story many times. We ask that you would do something special, something new in us. So Spirit, show us something. Be with us and apply in our hearts um, all that which we long for that we might long for your ways and your will. So the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and pleasing to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. All right, I'm gonna start with a question. This is a super important question. So what present or gift did you want so badly for Christmas that you just thought, you thought, if I don't get this, I'm, I'm gonna die. Like, life will not be worth living, and I might as well, I don't know what life looks like past today. Do you remember those? Do you remember those gifts? Uh, I specifically didn't say children because adults, come on, we can be dramatic. Um, Some of us in this room are are thinking about it right now. I think if we went around the sanctuary and asked uh, what what those gifts were, we'd probably learn a lot about each other uh, in, in a lot of different ways. What came to mind to me first was an Orlando Magic starter jacket. I know, holy. And so I was a huge, and and maybe still am, I don't know. I was a huge Penny Hardaway fan, if you remember back in the day, and Shaquille O'Neal. Huge fan, loved to watch them play basketball. I, I had to have it. I also wanted to fit in with my friend group and look cool because they didn't have it, and I thought maybe that would get it. So, but that's what I love. That's what came to mind first. Uh, but then I called my mom. I called her this week and asked her take on it, and she said something that was really interesting to me. And it was interesting to get her perspective in light of me being a parent now and getting gifts for my kids and, and, the, and what you have to go through is a little different than it was then. But I called her to see what she thought. And she says, the one that comes to mind the most is a Power Ranger. (laughs) And not just any Power Ranger. It was the movie had, first movie had just been released. And there is this transformation 
in this movie from Green Ranger to White Ranger. And it is powerful and it like really just gets you in the heartstrings um, and it gets you going. And you thought, man, I'm a better person because I've watched this movie. Um, <laughs> maybe not, but it was the hottest toy of the summer or the, the, uh, the Christmas season. And so um, this is before the internet and before online shopping. And so what you had to do is you have to go find it. Uh, surprise. And uh, what happens when you don't find it? Well, you don't find it. And we gotta figure out what to do from there. And so my mom couldn't find the toy. And so we did what we, or she did what she could, she only thought possible was to call my aunt who was the queen of deals, who just could find anything. And she did. She drove an hour and a half outside of our city to a Walmart in the middle of nowhere and found two Power Rangers. I say two because she was extremely smart because she knew my cousin and I would fight over it. And so she got two of them. She's a brilliant woman. So, um, but that was an interesting perspective to me in light of like my Orlando Magic uh, jacket story and, the, and what went into her getting these things. But we remember what it's like waiting for that gift and wanting that particular gift. The anticipation and the imagination and the wonder and the waiting and the longing. And finally, the day comes, the morning comes and Unfortunately, sometimes it feels like it's the last gift that comes to you, right? The one you really wanted. But uh, the waiting and longing is done. And the wonder and the imagination is made real right in front of you. And all of those feelings, all of those understandings, all those things are lumped in together and they create joy. And we found joy. See, the practice of receiving and giving gifts shapes us. It molds us, it teaches us. When done poorly, unfortunately, it makes us pretty greedy and prideful and envious, which also moves us away from each other, our neighbors, the people we're supposed to love. But when it's done well, it brings us closer. It causes us to see each other, to know and to be known by each other and to seek joy for one another and together. But the thing is, is we all knew Maybe we didn't. Maybe this is a surprise. We all knew that those gifts wouldn't last. I don't have that Orlando Magic jacket anymore, and I can guarantee it wouldn't fit. Um, I don't have that Power Ranger toy. It has been, since been broken, lost, or something else. It's probably lying in a trash pile somewhere. I don't know, but it's not with me. This happens. We, the things we get most excited about, they break, they get lost. And that pursuit of joy happens over and over and over and over and over again. And the people of Israel felt this all too well, wondering and hoping that God would come and enter into and fix this continued brokenness in their world, longing for a rescuer. And then they're given a baby, which should shock you to be honest. <laughs> and, and this baby and this, this name given to this baby is Jesus, which would, will communicate and resonate with their longings. Jesus is the Greek translation, think New Testament writing, of the name Joshua, which 
If you remember Hebrew, Josh fought the battle of Jericho. Jer you know that one, right? Yeah, that's it. I know, it was really good. You're welcome. Um, think Old Testament, right? Joshua, an important figure. Joshua's name meant Yahweh saves or God saves. It was a common name at this time because Joshua was someone you looked up to, someone you, you wanted to be, a good leader for God's people. So if his name meant God saves or Yahweh saves, now Jesus comes in and, and we see in verse 21 that, that Jesus' name is he will save. And not only will he save, he will save his people from their sins. And you could feel the wheels of longing and hope, hope churning. But the text stops us before we start to assume he will just be some other important guy, some leader, commander, or political figure. Because that's what Joshua was, right? And that's, thought, that's what they thought they needed. Yet we were reminded that the longing and the waiting runs deeper than that. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. Therefore, tying this baby to the bigger promises found in Isaiah were the longings for God and of God to defend them and to defeat their enemies was laid in front of them. And Jesus is this very one, the one to deliver them from their oppressors, but not merely from their enemies themselves that are in front of them, but the ultimate enemy and the thing that ultimately has put anger and hatred in our hearts towards one another, the enemies of sin and death and the devil. And Jesus saves us from the thing that separates us from God and the thing that separates us from one another. Because Joshua he led, the, he led God's people, he was, he was tasked to lead God's people into the promised land. And that's awesome. We read the story. It's pretty cool, right? The problem is Joshua dies. And his people die. They still sinned. And they rebelled. And the cycle continues and continues and continues and continues. But Jesus... This new and greater Joshua makes it possible for us to truly live and lastingly live in and out of the promises of God. To live as people rescued from the very things that keep us from the one who made us and loves us. And that is the gift, this lasting gift. Gift of freedom, of forgiveness, and of family. In order, all of this in order to live out these promises and his mission to the world to show those around us the goodness of God in our broken world that is in need of rescue and repair. And what's cool is we don't do this alone. We do it together. But we also are promised that God will always be with us. It starts in 21 where we are reminded that Jesus, in fact, is God with us. And we get all the way to the end of Matthew. And what does Jesus tell his disciples right before he leaves? He says, and I will be with you till the end of the age. He's not going anywhere. He sends the Holy Spirit to us, which is, I, I thought was really cool because what you had is that he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and then all of a sudden you're seeing this Holy Spirit is the one who raised, that Paul tells us, has raised him from the dead. And this Holy Spirit being sent to us from Jesus lives in us. We have been given that, that we might confidently live with the understanding that God is with us and loves us. So Jesus gives us a lasting gift, a gift of confident hope. Hope that all that is broken will be repaired. All that is wrong will be made right. 
and all that is sad will become untrue. So friends, in Jesus, you are not abandoned to the broken things of this world. You are seen and you are loved more than you could ever imagine. So if you are here tonight and you have not received this gift, off, gift offered by Jesus, tonight's a pretty sweet night to do it, Christmas Eve and all. Uh, me and, and the elders, pa- other pastors here would love to chat more with you about it. But he is offering this gift. He loves you. He knows you. He wants you to come to him. But for those of us who know this gift, have heard this story, lived this story, I pray that we remember with great joy this Christmas season as we celebrate God's blessing to us in sending Jesus to us and that we in turn will be a blessing to the world around us. Would you pray with me? Father, I pray that you would never let us forget the beauty of this message. Would it shape the way we see our relationship with you and change our relationship with those around us? Let us live more in awareness and understanding that your lasting love is way, way more and way, way above other lesser loves. So Lord, we love you and we thank you for Jesus. And it is in his name we pray. Amen.